Yes, friends, it's a very extremely important question. Is thy heart right with God? We hope it is, and we're going to be examining some of the things this morning that take us uh, necessary for us to have and do in order for our heart to be right with God. Very thankful that you've tuned in the program. We encourage you to stay tuned and study together with us from God's Holy Word. In just a moment, we'll begin our Bible study in the book of Acts chapter 27 and verse 23, beginning there. Acts chapter 27, beginning in verse 23. I encourage you again to open your Bibles out. You can also get a pencil and piece of paper handy so you can write down the scripture that we mentioned. That'll give you an opportunity to go back later on and study these things in the full context and make sure that we have fulfilled our responsibility and our desire, which is to preach the Word of God in its purity and in its simplicity. We have several avenues that we will offer to you to help you in your study of and obedience to the gospel at the end of the program. We'll also be telling you how you can contact us. Just a reminder that this is Bible study time brought to you by the East Bakersfield Church of Christ. I'm your Bible class teacher, Jack Stewart. We'll begin our Bible study in Acts chapter 27 and beginning in verse 23. Before we do though, we always like to begin with prayer and we ask you if you would to bow with us as we approach God's holy throne in prayer. Our loving and all wise Father in heaven, we come before thy throne humbling ourselves in thy presence. We realize you are the only true and living God and we're so thankful that we can have this wonderful loving relationship as your children with you as our Father. We thank you for that relationship. We thank you for Jesus, for his life, for his death, for the shedding of his blood. And all of that makes this possible for us to be thy children, to be able to trust in you as our God and our Father. We come to you now as your children, realizing that we can never walk perfectly in this life today and realizing that we all commit sin. We come to you now repenting of that sin, seeking thy forgiveness and praying, Father, that you will help us to fulfill our desire to be more like Jesus each day in our lives. We thank you, Father, for your grace, for your mercy, for your love, and for your patience in dealing with us as thy children. We thank you for your Bible that tells us of all of those attributes and all of those wonderful things about you and how we can respond to your love by obeying your holy will. We're thankful for this opportunity to study from your word, the Bible. We pray that you will be with us in our Bible study. Help us to rightly divide thy truths and help us to make application to our own lives individually. We thank you so much for the wisdom, for the hope, for the promises, for the commandments, for the love that is given to us through your holy word. We thank you, Father, for the church. We thank you for the sweet fellowship in this wonderful family you blessed us with, with all of our brothers and sisters in Christ all over the world. And Father, we're so thankful that in you and in Christ we can be one. We pray, Father, that our love for you and our love for each other will continue to grow each day and help us to live so that the world can see that love living in us, be drawn closer to you by the life that we live before them. Father, we thank you for the promise of heaven. We look forward to that wonderful home with all of the love and the joy and the peace that is awaiting us following the judgment. We long to be with you. We pray, Father, that you will help us as your children to continue faithful to your word so by your grace and your mercy, salvation will be ours and that eternal home in heaven will be ours also. This is our prayer in Christ's most holy name. Friends, I want to begin by asking you a question. And the question is the title of our lesson today. Do you really believe God? Do you really believe God? I know there's 
a lot of people in the world today that say, well, we believe in a God or we believe in a master designer or creator of the world. But do you really believe God? Do you really believe His Word, the Bible? And that's what it really comes down to. If you believe His Word, then you believe Him. If you don't believe His Word, then you don't believe Him. He has told us in His Word that the Bible is inspired. We'll be going into that in just a moment. But there's a beautiful example of this and, and faith in God and believing God, believing what the inspired messengers of God have told us through the written Word. In the book of Acts chapter 27, Paul was here with these individuals on his way to Rome. Uh, they were caught in the midst of a terrible, terrible storm, and they were in great fear of losing their lives as well as the ship that they were on. In Acts chapter 27 and verse 23, uh, let's begin in verse 22, rather. It says, And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and, lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be, even as it was told me. Can you make that statement? I believe God that it shall be, even as it was told me. Do we believe God and what he tells us in his word? We know that it's impossible for God to lie. And... The Bible is the Word of God. It's given by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Uh, God is the source of that Word, that He gave the words to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit gave them to men uh, to write them down. And so we see what God is telling us here and what the Word is teaching us. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16 and 17, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16 and 17, Paul was inspired to write these words. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Now here in verse 16 he says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God. He used the Holy Spirit in order to accomplish that, as we'll notice in just a moment. But do we believe all scripture? Do we believe all of the word of God? Do we believe that everything written in the Bible by the original writers when they were inspired of God, that all of them were given the words that they were to write down? Then if we believe that and believe that word came from God, then we need to obey it. And that's a sign of our belief. That's evidence of our faith is our obedience to the will of God. And we think about that for a moment. Now, if you really believe God, will you really do what God says in his holy word that we should be doing in our lives on a daily basis, and that is obeying Him and looking to Him. In First Peter chapter one, or that Second Peter chapter one, in Second Peter chapter one, and beginning in verse nineteen, Peter here, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, again, as he's going to explain even here, as writers of the Bible were given the words that God wanted them to speak, and these words came from God, not from men. In 2 Peter chapter 1, beginning in verse 19, he says, We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake, as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. 
holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Hence the Bible is the Word of God. And if we believe God, we must believe the Bible. If we don't believe God, then we don't believe the Bible. If we don't believe the Bible, then we don't believe God. They're inner, uh, you can't change them. You can't have one without the other. And so we need to recognize that. If you really believe God, you're really going to believe what the Bible says. In the Old Testament, as God was calling various prophets to go to Israel and, and uh, Judah and bring them back, call them back to him in obedience to his will. I want us to note some of the things that he said to Jeremiah when he called him. In Jeremiah chapter 1, Jeremiah complained, didn't know he was a young man, didn't know if he would be able to do what God had called him to do. And uh, he didn't know if he'd know the words that God wanted him to speak. In Jeremiah chapter 1, it says in verse 6, Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. The Lord said, I have put my words in thy mouth. When we read the book of Jeremiah, do we read everything? Do we believe everything that Jeremiah wrote by inspiration of the Holy Spirit? We have to if we're going to believe God, because God told Jeremiah, I have put my words in thy mouth. What he recorded and what he wrote, as well as what he spoke by inspiration, came from God. And we need to understand that and, and be thankful for that. But it also causes us to recognize the necessity, not only realizing that these things come from God, but in order to believe God, we have to believe the Bible. We have to believe the Word of God. If we don't believe the Word of God, then we're not going to believe God. And so we have to understand that. Do you really believe God? really asking us, do you really believe the Word of God? So when we think about that and realize that Jeremiah was inspired and Christ promised the same thing for his disciples when he sent them out even on the limited commission in the book of Matthew chapter 10. He promised them that they would speak and, and when they spoke that it would be the Holy Spirit that spoke through them. And in this part of it, he's talking about things that would happen after the establishment of the church, after the events recorded in Acts chapter 2, in verse 18, Matthew chapter 10, beginning verse 18, says, And ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what ye shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour what ye shall speak. For it is not ye that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. And so if they weren't the ones who were speaking, it was the Spirit of the Father that was speaking in them. And what was the Spirit giving them? The very words for them to speak. This is the Word of God. Over and over again throughout the Bible, God lets us know that our faith in Him includes faith in the Bible, in the written Word of God. And if we're not willing to accept and believe, really believe, the written Word of God, then we're not going to be right in the sight of God. It's very important for us to understand this. This is not uh, something we can quibble about or we even need to wonder about. This is what the Word of God is really telling us. And so in many places it does. One of the places is 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 36 and 37. 
1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 36 and 37. It says, What? Came the word of God out from you, or came it unto you only? If any man think himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things that I write unto you are the commandments of the Lord. So if any man thinks himself to be a prophet or spiritual, what are we supposed to do? If we claim to believe in God, if we claim to be a spiritual being who has faith in the Lord and faith in God, then we have to know and understand that we have to acknowledge that the things that I write unto you are the commandments of the Lord. We cannot simply dismiss the things the Bible we don't like. You know, many people do that. They'll go through the Word of God, and if there's something they don't like or they don't particularly want to do, uh, they'll dismiss that and say, well, the grace and the mercy of God will cover that. I won't bother with that because uh, it's inconvenient for me to do it or I don't like it or I don't want to do it. You know, we can't do that and be pleasing to God. We can't do that if we really believe God because God tells us in His Word, the written Word, the Gospel, in the Bible, the inspired Word of God, He tells us that we must obey, we must listen, we must believe what he has said. Now we know in Acts chapter 27 as we read that example of the Apostle Paul how that an angel of God stood before him and told him that uh, all of the lives of those on the ship that were with him uh, would be saved and therefore uh, he said he really believed God or he believed God and that it shall be even as it was told me. That's the kind of faith that we need to have in God. I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. You'll hear me sometimes in my lessons on this program uh, talk about uh, referring to some of the writers of the Bible that God said through the pen of Paul. I don't attribute 1 Corinthians or any of the letters that Paul wrote. Uh, I don't attribute any of them to being from Paul. They didn't come from his mind. He's not the one that said those things. This is the Word of God. This is God's Word. When Paul was inspired to write down these things for us today and all of the other writers of the Bible, when he was inspired to write those things down, as God told Jeremiah again in Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 9, it is God that was speaking through them. God gave them the words that he wanted them to speak. So when we open our Bibles, have an accurate translation of the Word of God, we can know this is God's Word. And the question comes again, do you really believe God? Do you really believe the things that are stated in the Bible? There are so many people in the world today who need to open their Bibles and study and learn what God says. Friends, you cannot afford to rely on anyone else to tell you what the Bible says. Not even me. Don't just do anything because Jack Stewart says to do it. That's not valid. If you believe it because I say so, you're not believing God. You're believing me. And if you do it because I say so, you're not following God, you're following me. And I don't want you to follow me because I can't save you. I want you to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. I want you to believe God. And the way that we can make sure that we do again is to get back to His Word. Because there are so many in the world today out there claiming to be from God, claiming to be teachers of God that are teaching false doctrine. And they're not following the will of God. And we need to know that. And the Lord warns us of that. He tells us of that in the book of 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 1. He says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Even there in the very first century, just 
right after the church had been established, false doctrine began to pop up. Individuals began to teach things that weren't right in the sight of God and didn't correlate with the Word of God, were not in agreement with God. There were individuals that professed to believe God, but they were teaching things that God had not taught and that the Word of God did not teach. And so they're identified as false prophets. And how are we going to tell who's a false prophet and who's a true prophet? Again, by going back to the Word of God. If they're in agreement with what God says, then we can believe it. Don't believe it whenever it comes out of individuals' mouths. Don't believe it until you check out the Bible to make sure it's true. That's the pattern that we have to go by. We have to compare all things to the written Word of God and make sure that it is in agreement with God's holy will. Again, go back to 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16 and 17. It says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. God does not inspire men today. God did not give me the words for this lesson. I may stumble over a few words. When God gives me the words, there's no stumbling. Whenever the individuals who were writing the Bible were given those words, there wasn't any stumbling. They didn't have to stop and think about, well, now, how should this sentence be worded and what words should I use for this? Those words were given then. I'm not inspired today, neither is anyone else. Because we have the full, perfect, complete, inspired Word of God today that we can look to and we can judge all by the Word of God. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, in verse 16 and 17, again, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. You want to know what a person should teach? You want to know what you should teach and what I should teach? Go to the Word of God. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for teaching. That's how we can find out what's good for teaching. People need reproof. We need reproof individually. If we want to be reproved by God, where are we going to go? We're going to go to His Word. Don't go to men to be reproved by God. Go to the Word of God and find out from the Bible. For correction, when we want to be corrected and need to be corrected, do we not desire to be corrected? If we desire to please God, we want to know that the things that we're doing are pleasing to God. We want to know that. How can we determine that? By the Scripture. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for what? For correction. And then he says, for instruction in righteousness. You want to be instructed in righteousness? Don't go to some man and ask him what he thinks and what he feels and what he believes. Go to the Word of God. Now, we can receive instruction from one another, but when we receive instruction from one another, we need to check out that instruction and make sure that it's in agreement with the written Word of God. Do you really believe God? Then we better search the Scripture and find out what He says so that we can know that our faith is in Him and not in man. And then in verse 17, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 17, He says, This was done. That's why we have all Scripture, is that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Now note that the Bible furnishes us unto all good works. If somebody comes along and says, you know, I think this would be a good work. You know how we're going to be able to find out if it is a good work? How do we determine whether or not it is? Because sometimes what people in the world today think is good is not good. It's not good at all. Men have begun to call evil good and good evil, as was prophesied by the Old Testament prophet. But we understand then, how do we know? How can we tell whether or not it's a good work? If it's authorized in the Bible, then it's a good work. If it's not authorized in the Bible, it's not a good work. It's not a good thing to do things 
that aren't authorized in the Bible, that we're not given the authority to do. And so we judge all things by the written word, by the Bible, if we really believe God. Because He gave us the Bible to do all of these things for us, to, for our doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto every good work. He furnishes us unto all good works. Whenever we look at the Word of God and see what the Bible is teaching us and, and the things that we need to learn from the Word of God, He talks to us about His Word, and He wants us to know that His Word, the written Word, is complete. It furnishes us unto every good work. It furnishes us for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, and all of those things are given to us in the Scripture, in the written Word. And then he also teaches us in James chapter 1 and verse 25. James chapter 1 and verse 25. He says this written word is the perfect law of liberty. And he's encouraging us to look into this perfect word. And see what the word of God teaches us. To really believe God through his word and by his word. He says in verse 25. James chapter 1 and verse 25. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful here, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Do you want your heart to be right with God? Do you want to be blessed in the deeds that you do in this world today? Then don't follow after man. Check their teaching. Don't accept what individuals say simply because they tell you they've been studying for a long time or they tell you that God said this directly to them. We've already established the fact God doesn't do that today. We're not inspired today. God has given us the Bible. He's provided His Word. And it has the ability to furnish us unto every good work and to give us all of the things that we need in this life today, to give us the tools that we need in order to check and see whether or not individuals are teaching us the truth. Do you really believe God? Where's the evidence of that belief and that faith? Are you searching the Scripture to see what God says so you can believe what He says? There are many people in the world today and many people who profess to believe in Jesus Christ who don't follow the teaching of the Word of God. Many people that deny the very words of Jesus Christ. In Mark chapter 16 and verse 16 he said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be condemned. How many denominations in the world today teach that you don't need to be baptized in order to be saved? Well you know what friends? I'm going to believe Jesus. I'm going to believe God. Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. That's what He said. And Ananias said to Saul in Acts chapter 22 and verse 16, telling him what God wanted Saul to know. In Acts chapter 22 and verse 16, He said, And now why tarest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins. There's so many things that we need to look at and question in the Word of God. But how are we going to judge who's telling you the truth? I know that many of you have ministers in your churches, in your denominations. You have pastors and bishops and elders and uh, individuals will wear the name reverend and a lot of other titles given to men that aren't appropriate in the Word of God. But you listen to them. Check what they say with what the Bible says. Do the same with me. Take the scriptures that we've mentioned and, and look at them and see if this is really what the Bible says. Don't put your faith in men. We are supposed to really believe God. And the way we express that is by believing and obeying His holy will. God has a simple plan for our salvation. 
revealed in his holy word through the book of Acts and the examples of conversion, the letters that are written to the churches and individuals afterward, all show that men who were redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ and had that wonderful salvation started by hearing the word of God. The word of God is their source of faith, Romans 10, 17. It's not the words of men. It's by hearing the word of God that we build our faith up. When we have that faith, that faith needs to motivate us to obey the will of God to show that we really believe Him, that if we will obey Him and His promises, He will give us those promises and how wonderful that is. So we believe Him. That moves us to repent of our sins, to confess our faith in Jesus Christ and to be baptized into Him so that we can have that wonderful salvation in Jesus Christ. Over and over you'll see this pattern followed in the book of Acts in chapter 2 and 8 and 9 and 10 and 16 and 22. You see all of them following this same simple pattern that is given by the will of God. If man tells you some other way to be saved, check it out, friend. Don't believe men. Really believe God and follow His will. And He will grant unto you eternal life and salvation by His grace and His mercy through His Son and our Redeemer, Jesus Christ. If we can assist you in any way in your study of or obedience to the gospel, we want you to contact us. Our address, if you want to contact us through the mail, is 3500 Bernard Street. That's Church of Christ, 3500 Bernard Street, Bakersfield, California. Zip code is 93306, 93306. Or you can call us at area code 661-872-3500. That's area code 661-872-3500. Or you can contact us over Facebook at the Facebook page of the East Bakersfield Church of Christ or at my own personal Facebook page, Jack Stewart. So we'd encourage you to contact us. Through those contacts, you can enroll in our free Bible study course that consists of a series of eight lessons, give you a brief overview from the Word of God, and to show you what is necessary to have salvation in Jesus. You can also request a free CD of the lesson that you've heard on the program today. Contact us if we can help you or assist you in any way. For those of you in the local Bakersfield area, I want to extend to each of you a personal invitation to come and be with us at all of our assemblies to worship and our Bible classes. The building where we meet is in Northeast Bakersfield at 3500 Bernard Street. We have Bible classes Sunday morning at 9.30. Our assemblies to worship are at 10.30 on Sunday morning and then 5 p.m. on Sunday afternoon. And then Tuesday at 7, we have an inquirers class, an informal Bible question and answer class. Everyone is welcome to be there and to participate in it. And then Wednesday evening, we have our midweek Bible study. We'd encourage you to come and be with us at every opportunity that you might have. And for those of you that are more comfortable studying and worshiping in the Spanish language, meeting in the building with us at the same times that we meet is the Iglesia de Cristo. So we'd encourage you to come and be with us. Friends, let's really believe God and learn what he says and follow his will. Until next week, may God richly bless you in your study of his holy word.